When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. And it is officially review content. We are finally into not talking about any more live Formula One because it's all done for 2023. And instead, today, we are going to be recapping 2023. Firstly, with this podcast, which is a 20 all the way to numero uno of our driver ratings over the course of the whole year. So this isn't us saying, well, I think in 20th is blah, blah, blah. No, our opinions have been jotted down throughout the entire year. And these are the averages, aren't they, Tommy? Yeah, we've gone for average grade across the year, um, which I think is a good way because it gets rid of a bit of recency bias, which I think is always a bit of a problem in Formula One. Uh, and if someone's been amazing at the start of the season, um, then you know they still get the credit they deserve. And I promise that I haven't just decided this because Fernando Alonso is really good at the start of the year. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Yuki Tsunoda wasn't good at... Was he good at the start? Yeah, I can't was remember. actually, a little bit. Okay, no. all right. So so what we'll you're see. saying is this is benefiting your <clears> two <throat> favourite drivers. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, three favourite, because, of course, you are a fan of Max Verstappen, and I need to remind everybody of that. Um, okay, let's dive into P20, shall we? My P20, on average, is Nick De Vries, with an average grade of 3.3. I'm not surprised that Nick De Vries is P20 in my list. Uh, of course, he didn't have a full season, which was savage, but he still makes it into the list because he had the most, I suppose, of those races uh, in the season. And yeah, looking at his grades, uh, pretty savage, but also he wasn't delivering at any stage. Now, I, I do genuinely think on reflection that Nick De Vries deserved a whole season. He wasn't upside down every single race. He just was struggling to get to grips with the car. Uh, but we know what that Red Bull family is like. And when there's a queue of drivers knocking on the door saying, excuse me, can I have a seat? They will make changes if they don't think the driver is delivering to the level in which they expect. And I and I personally believe that may have even happened at some other teams, <coughs> Williams, if they actually had drivers perhaps waiting, knocking on the door. So, yeah, unfortunate for Nick De Vries, but I'm not surprised he's there. No, uh, Nick DeVries is also in P20 for me. I've uh, gone for, my, well, my average grade is 3.7, which is a bit better, but still not great, is it? Uh, he had an absolute nightmare start to the year. And he was slow as well as crashing a lot. He made a lot of mistakes. Uh, and it was, of course, harsh to get to get rid of him. But 
I think you could argue uh, the two people that replaced him and Daniel Ricciardo and Liam Lawson showed they did a much better job straight away, particularly Lawson, who was indeed a rookie himself. So it was harsh, but uh, I personally think they made the right decision there based on how those guys did. So, yeah. Okay, let's move to P19. And for me, it's Kevin Magnussen with an average grade of 4.4. K-Mag. He got he got slapped by Nico, Nico Hulkenberg this year, in my opinion, and factually as well. Uh, <laughs> he uh, had the occasional moment, but not enough. Uh, I, I'm actually very surprised that he got signed so early. And I know, Tommy, you've you've brought this up on many occasions that you feel he was signed too early as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, was, I was surprised because I thought that Magnussen, Holkenberg, I thought, you know, very similarly experienced and both have had great drives in them that they would have been sort of nipping at each other's heels. But no, Holkenberg has been a lot better. Uh, so Magnussen, P19 for me. P19 for me is... Logan Sargent didn't get P20, um, so he proved me wrong over the season with a 4.5 out of 10. Uh, Yeah, Logan didn't have the best season, to say the least. Uh, Mentioned this before, but, you know, arguably his most impressive impressive drive was probably Bahrain uh, in the first race. Of course, he got points uh, in the US Grand Prix, but that was due to two drivers being disqualified. and Alex Albon has had a fantastic year, of course, but you shouldn't be getting trounced 22-0 by Alex Albon. And also, Albon absolutely carried that team. Uh, the Williams is not a bad car, as we've said many, many times this year. And Logan didn't have that excuse anymore of being like, well, the Williams is rubbish, you know, say like uh, Latifi or, or whatever, where, oh, well, he was never going to get points anyway. The Alex showed that that car had a lot of points in it and uh, Logan uh, didn't deliver. P18 for me is Logan Sargent, also with an average grade of 4.5. We don't know right now if he is keeping his seat for next year. Do I think he deserves that seat for next year? No, I think this is a similar situation to Nick DeVries in some ways where he's had some crashes He's had some mistakes. He's not been that quick. And he's had a whole season under his belt now to have proved at least once or twice in qualifying that he had a bit of potential in him. But for me, getting whitewashed by Albon and then only scoring points when people were getting disqualified, it's not a season that as a rookie where you're trying to you're trying to really prove your worth. He didn't he didn't really do that. You know, he's he's saying he's getting a hang of this, getting the hang of that, but how how long do you need? This is the pinnacle of motorsport, the top 20 drivers in the world. Uh and for me, it wasn't a good enough season for him to have to have shown that and I wouldn't be surprised if James Vowles gets rid of him for next year. Ooh. Wait and see. P18 for me is Kevin Magnussen with 4.5 as well. Um but he had one extra Seven out of ten, which is why he's higher on the list. What a season from K-Mag. But joking aside, I know the Haas was woeful, but he didn't have those moments like a Hulkenberg did where he put it in qualifying and showed what they could do there. Yeah, very... It's such a strange thing at Haas because we had 
you know, Mick Schumacher. I know this isn't how Formula One necessarily works, but we had Mick Schumacher who absolutely owned Mazepin and we're like, oh, Mick Schumacher's really good. And then Magnussen came in, owned Mick Schumacher. And we're like, oh, K-Mag's really good. And then Hulkenberg came in and made Magnussen look a bit rubbish. So, um, yeah, Magnussen, really disappointing. Uh, but uh, there's, to be fair, not much he could have done in that house, but I did expect a lot more from him. Uh, and we've said a million times before, but yeah, got to think that what 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 they've seen in him to hire him again just shows that maybe there's no one waiting uh, in the wings like Alpha Tauri had. P17. I have Show Guan Yu with an average grade of 5.2. So we've we've gone over that five threshold now, uh, at least for me. Uh, but barring one, maybe two standout performances in Spain and Qatar, Show had quite an anonymous season, I think, in, in a lot of ways. In my opinion, he should be beating Bottas, who's in the twilight of his career. He's just having fun. You know, he's he's launching calendars for charities, doing amazing things. But Bottas is 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 not in that same competitive mindset as he was at Mercedes than he is now at Alfa Romeo. So Joe, as a new driver to the scene, you know, he is new. Uh, should be beating Bottas comprehensively, in my opinion. Um, but but he hasn't done that. He's had the odd moment, for sure, uh, as I mentioned with those couple of Grand Prix where he really stood out. But not enough for my liking. I know he's quite restricted by the Alfa Romeo. Um, but yeah, not not a good enough season, really, I would say, for, for Joe, if he wants to start moving forward more, get on the radar of other teams, quicker teams. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if uh, next year it can get any better. But I don't hold out too much hope. P17 is Zhou Guan Yu for me as well. Uh, 5.3 uh, average score. Yeah, you've said it all really. He's kind of failed to deliver. He's almost gone into that Antonio Giovinazzi role that we had before where we were talking about, look, he needs to beat his more experienced teammate to prove to other teams. Like, he's not absolutely terrible, but there's just not enough spice there's not enough interesting races and you know even the drivers that have had bad seasons and and things you know like Lance Stroll for example who we're probably going to talk about very soon he doesn't he he's had those moments where he's put in a really good drive uh and we're still waiting from that for Joe Guan Yu Bottas did manage to put the Alfa Romeo the odd you know sixth place and qualifying or did doing some miraculous things with it uh, and it's a shame for for Zhou Guan Yu because yeah hasn't seemed to really improved and it's just been a very meh season from him P16 speaking of Lance Stroll with an average grade of 5.2 now I don't I if I was to just you know sit down and go right who's had terrible seasons where would I put Lance Stroll Maybe P16 with recency bias would make you think that's quite harsh uh, because my last three grades for Stroll are 996, which you'd think, you know, if he's had a season like that, he's going to be right at the top. But he's also had uh, a one from me in, in Monaco. He's had a zero from me in Singapore. Uh, he's had moments that, especially at the start of the year, he wasn't delivering to the level of which he should have in that car. We gave him some good grades at the start because, of course, he had that injury. Um, but then, yeah, he 
he just did not utilize what that Aston Martin could do. And Alonso was showing as a 42 year old gentleman that there is pace in that car. If you, if you put enough effort and preparation and have enough talent for it. And I think that what we've learned here, in my opinion, anyway, is the fact that Lance Stroll cannot motivate himself enough over the course of a whole season due to the situation that he's in. I don't think there's any, I don't think you can really debate the fact that if, whether or not he has talent. I think he does. He shows it on the odd occasion. He's done it years ago, taking pole in Turkey and, and, and getting the odd podium here and there in crazy races. And we're like, oh, Lance Stroll, you know, he turns up. But I feel like as time has gone on, you know, the Formula One experience perhaps just feels a little bit, you know, gets a bit normal and maybe won't try as hard. You know, this is just me making, you know, kind of estimating what's going on here. But I can't see what else because I do think Lance is a talented driver, but he just hasn't performed. No, P16 is also uh, Lance Stroll for me as well uh, with a 5.4. He started the season well. Uh, I think we couldn't question his motivation after he made that amazing comeback and shared that video of him fighting back to, you know, get back to Formula One. <laughs> and then in a few races time, he was just being absolutely terrible and we were questioning his motivation and how, you know, is the lack of jeopardy over his seat really does it does it really mean that much to him and all this kind of stuff because Fernando Alonso was putting the car on the podium a lot you know always in the top five whereas Lance sometimes wasn't even scoring a point uh and particularly with how good the Aston was at the start of the season you know he's ended the season without a podium 10th in the world drivers championship a long way off Fernando Alonso and just had some absolute stinkers uh, as well like really really bad like Monaco Singapore you know two of the worst performances by any driver all season um, and that really like you know confirmed like the the pressure and then he's kind of picked it up again but I, I totally agree with you this this is why we've done the average grade because P16 maybe sounds a bit harsh but when you because he's done all right recently but when you actually think over the course of the whole season he has been ve very bad for a very long time. You know, what What was his, uh, after the summer break, it took him forever to get just into Q2 uh, because it had been so long. Uh, and yeah, just just uh, a season to forget for Lance, definitely. P15, Valtteri Bottas with an average grade of 5.3. I expected more from Valtteri. Uh, especially at the start of the year where I was like, hello, Bahrain, look at him getting in the mix. We love to see it. Of course, you know, he got a, what did he get? He got a nine out of 10 from me uh, and you as well uh, in Bahrain. And we're thinking, here comes Bottas. And then he followed it up with a two out of 10, a two out of 10 and a one out of 10 <laughs> for the next three races. Uh, Bottas really, I don't know. He used to be, and I think maybe this comes back to my point of the mentality's changed for him now, but he used to be a qualifying specialist. That was the time where he really could take it to Hamilton at Mercedes. Uh, but just a, a, a very mediocre, subpar um, performance and season from, from Valtteri. And, and perhaps he is just having a great time, in which case I'm happy for him. That's that's brilliant. You know, he's doing calendar. a similar... Yeah, he's raising money. He's doing a great thing.
thing. Um, and he's, he's driving Formula One cars every week. I don't blame him. You know, that's that's fun. That's great. Um, but there will obviously be conversations if this continues going on for the next few years of, OK, he should probably, let's get some let's get a young talent in now. You know, let's let's see what they can do. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, is poor, harsh P15. Yeah, it was reasonably poor this season for Bottas, uh, in my opinion. P15, I've also got Valtteri Bottas with 5.6 average score. Yeah, it's poor to mid, uh, I'd say. It's very... Poor to mid. Poor to mid. Um, yeah, it's, it's so hard to really discuss about his season. He's had the odd flashes of, uh, you know, not greatness, but good races, I'd say, where, where I think that's Great. what sets him apart from Zhou Guan Yu, where he has shown that the car sometimes has a, you know, a great quality result in or something like that. Um, but ultimately, yeah, you do expect more from him. I think we've mentioned this exact phrase before, but he is in very much the Kimi Raikkonen stage of his career where he's just chilling and enjoying himself. You know, he scored three points, uh, sorry, three points finishes all year. A um, couple of eights helped him to finish a whopping 15th in the title. Um, but yeah, only three points score, scoring finishes. Sorry, four points scoring finishes all year. Um, it's yeah, not, come on, not put great. some respect on his sorry, name, Tommy. How dare I? Uh, Goodness gracious. A whopping me. four fin- P, uh, yeah, two P10s, two P8s. What more is there to say? Take that off the bingo card. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by Tennis Channel Plus. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May the 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. P14, Nico Hulkenberg with a 5.4 average grade. Nico Hulkenberg, I feel like he was a lot more restricted by the car um, than perhaps his season uh, suggests. When you look at it on paper, you go, oh, you know, he's he's had some some reasonable performances, but always fallen back after qualifying. But I think he's he's genuinely just 
hampered by that car. And maybe I feel a little bit harsh by the fact that he's down in P14 because I feel like he's done everything he possibly can in a lot of weekends, but he just can't go a full race distance without his tyres falling off. Um, so yeah, Hulkenberg, I think if Haas can improve their car next year and actually have something that doesn't just turn up on a Saturday, I think Nika Hulkenberg will will trounce Magnussen even harder, I think. Uh, and I want to see what he can do. Hulkenberg's a very talented driver. I want him to have a podium. I want him to deliver. Uh, but And he did in qualifying. Some of the things, some of the moments he had was were brilliant, um, but nothing really came of it. Uh, P14, I've also got Nico Hulkenberg. 5.9 out of 10. It's so hard to judge if Nico Hulkenberg was the GOAT this season, had the greatest season of all time, and we'll just never know because the Haas was so bad. Um, because at the end of the day, he put that car where it shouldn't be in qualifying, uh, in my opinion, and then just dropped back in the race. So then you go, you know, and then when we're grading, we always have the same discussion every week of like, well, what can he do in that car? And he's done everything he could in qualifying and then inevitably plummeted to like 14th, 15th. But is that his fault? How much do you judge it? Um, so it's a very difficult one. I mean, looking at his season, it's he's finished 16th in the championship um, and only got one points finish, which was the uh, Australian Grand Prix and the chaos at the end where I went out. Australia. Australian. Sorry, he, oh, he, sorry he got Austrian points. He well. got points in Austria yeah. as well. Um, but in a race, uh, Australia was the only points finish he got uh, with a P7, which was obviously the crazy end where I thought he was going to get a podium and my soul left my body at one point during the Twitch stream. Hulkenberg's <laughs> 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 fall! Uh, and then it's all kind of gone downhill from there. Uh, and then, yeah, I guess no surprise that the uh, <laughs> the only other point scoring finish was a sprint because that's all Haas can do uh because it's a race distance and even that one they pitted for for new tires in a sprint <laughs> which i was gonna say it was, that everyone they, did they, yeah they made it they made it work but uh yeah well done nico p13 race yourselves sergio perez with an average grade of 6.1 I, I don't even think it's that harsh to be honest with you, I think when you look at the face of it, you go, he's finished second in the championship and he's the 13th best driver. Maybe, maybe on paper, when you read those two things, you think, wow, that is pretty harsh. And also the first four grades that I gave him was an eight, a 10, a six and a 10. And he's ended up 13th best on our average gradings. It's, we were talking at one point about him challenging for the title. The next we were talking about whether he was going to keep his seat. That's the kind of season that, that Perez has had. Uh, what I will say is that, you know, he is a few a few decimal points away from, not decimal points, a few point one plus, what, maths! You know, that if he graded maybe an extra point three or point four, he's in the top 10, basically. So, or point five, actually, sorry. Uh, but yeah, I think Perez, he's going to, well, he's kept his seat. Will he keep his seat next year if people, or if, teams and drivers catch Red Bull and Verstappen can't win the Constructors' Championship on his own. That's up for debate. Uh, but what Perez can probably say is that it's not been the best season. He lost the feeling with the car. Uh, and you, you see that. It's it's the most pronounced um, 
flop, I suppose, because of the fact Verstappen's in the fastest car. And then, of course, he's going to be there in the spotlight as the second driver being expected to finish second or on the podium every single weekend. And he didn't. P13 is Sergio Perez for me as well with an average of six. Yeah, of course, he started the year incredibly well. Um, You know, got a couple of wins and we were talking about, is he going to do a Rosberg? Because if Max is having failures, uh, but instead his season just got worse and worse and it kind of spiraled to get worse and worse. Um, Monaco, I gave him a zero. I think you did as well. Yeah, probably one of the worst uh, performances of the year along with Stroll. Um, And then he got a one in Japan, uh, a two in Qatar, two in Mexico. You know, he had some absolute shocking races where when it, when it rained, it poured for him. Like it was absolutely diabolical. You know, Verstappen's winning the race easily and Perez is getting knocked out in the first part of qualifying and then trying to get through the field and crashing into someone or something like that. Like it was so bad. And of course, when you have those incredibly bad races, your average just tanks. And that's exactly why he's sat in this list 13th for both of us, even though he's finished second in the world championship. And at the end of the day, People may think that's harsh, but uh, you you have to take the car performance into account with these things. And Sergio Perez has finished, you know, closer to Nick DeVries in the World Championship than he has to Max Verstappen. And that says everything you need to know, really, even though he's finished second. Yeah, Max Verstappen literally has more than double of Perez's points this year, which is all you need to know about... um, Maybe where Perez uh, missed out. P12, Esteban Ocon with an average grade of 6.3. Esti Bestie he didn't start off very well in Bahrain. I'll, I'll give him that. That was actually his worst grade of the year with a 1 out of 10. Uh, from, that was the that us. was your biggest flop where you absolutely screwed him and he got every penalty ever. <laughs> he got the most penalties <laughs> ever given out, basically. Um, he had some star performances as well. Monaco being one, of course, Las Vegas being the other. Uh, both 10s from me there. Um, but yeah, it, it just chopped and changed between him and Gasly in terms of who was the quickest and... I don't know. I feel like Ocon maybe left a bit on the table in 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 some races and and got quite a few very average sort of four, five, sixes, six out of tens. Um, was he the twelfth best driver of the year? If I was to redo it, mm, maybe he's he's around sort of the the outskirts of the top ten, maybe just outside of it. So uh, it's, I don't think it's too harsh uh, for Esty Bestie to get twelfth. P twelve. I also have Esty Bestie with six point four. Um, Matt and Tommy get a different uh, driver challenge. Well, it, I was literally about to say that because <laughs> it's, it's been a lot in a row now where we've actually had the same, but then it it changes quite a bit uh, from not the next one, but <laughs> here onwards. I mean, the, this is the thing at the end of the day, like it's an average score and we're not going to just give someone a, a rubbish grade just to for the sake of disagreeing, um, but it does mix up a bit. For content. For content. Uh, yeah, Ocon... Monaco, obviously, the highlight was absolutely fantastic there. But then, surprisingly, uh, particularly because I said a certain Pierre Gasly would be the biggest flop of the year, uh, I think Ocon's been outperformed by uh, Gasly throughout the year. uh, And that's shown in the points, even though it felt like Gasly got maybe screwed over more than Ocon did. uh, And Gasly's still beating him in the World Championship. So... uh, 
if by the tiniest margin, but still. Um, yeah, I think it's one to forget for, for Ocon, really, and Alpine. P12 is kind of really summarises their, their season where they're just kind of not good enough for the top 10, not bad enough to be at the bottom. I think that really does sum, summarise kind of where Alpine have been this year, which is a shame for them because they are literally in no man's land if you look at the Constructors' title as well. They had no one to fight for, absolutely nowhere near the top five, but miles clear of Williams and everyone else. Speaking of people and where they belong, <laughs> 11th place, Yuki Sonoda with an average grade of 6.4. Oh, Yuki. I mean, he finished the season with his only 10 out of 10 from me in Abu Dhabi. So uh, congratulations uh, to him for that. And he, he started the season quite strong, obviously. You know, a lot of 11th places and perhaps those points. We I think we literally made a video speaking about whether points should go down to 15th and things like that. And I can now see that Tommy maybe brainwashed me into making that video uh, because of you know Yuki Snowden and how much he would have gained. Um, I don't think it's been a bad year for, for Yuki. Uh, I'd it's he's had you know he's not had as many mistakes i would say as as perhaps we've seen in 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 the years when he joined formula 1 um of course he's now up against daniel ricardo uh, an experienced driver and and he's held his own against danny rick i would say since danny's come in and uh yeah i think nothing crazy i'm not saying yuki's nodes going to be world champion anytime soon uh Indeed. but he has he has uh, delivered when that alpha tari well, not all the time, but when the AlphaTauri could score points, which wasn't often. Yuki Tsunoda in P11 for me as well with 6.4, uh, exactly the same. I promise we don't disagree on everything. It will change. Don't worry, it's coming. Um, but yeah, name a more iconic duo than Yuki Tsunoda in P11 because it seemed to happen a lot. Uh, start of the season in particular, he was always there or thereabouts getting points and was doing a good job, but then would just fall flat. Uh, and then it took quite a long time for him to get points. And then, of course, uh, Liam Lawson came in and did a fantastic job. And it maybe started a few questions going like, oh, why is, you know, why is Lawson on pace with Sonoda already and, and beating him in certain races and stuff? But then Yuki had a brilliant end to the year uh, in Abu Dhabi. And uh, there was another race as well where he was uh, did particularly good. Uh, Brazil. Miami. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, yeah, near the end of the season was Brazil, oh, where he was good, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's had a very uh, up and down season, but I think he's made a lot less mistakes than he used to do. Um, Mexico is the one that comes to mind where we saw the old Yuki Sonoda where he was rash and without that grade, he might even be even higher on, on this list because I gave him a two out of 10 and it brought his, you know, grades right down because... Uh, as you'll hear, they're all very close at this point uh, with how close it is. But yeah, Yuki Snowder, I think it's fair to put him uh, P11 because he's had a, a good season uh, and I think he is he's definitely getting better and maybe rewarding AlphaTauri for putting a bit of faith in him because he's definitely getting better. And that concludes 20th to 11th for our F1 season driver ratings. Join us for the next episode where we'll be going from 10th all the way up to 1st who could it possibly be? See you then. P1 is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.